Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to us. It is, of course, the Elm Park Royals preview podcast that you're listening to, brought to you by Phantom Brewing Co. Um, We've come off another home defeat. We played Sheffield United Tuesday night, um, 1-0 loss. Now three losses in four games for Reading FC. Um, it's all derailing a bit. Um, there's threats of points deductions, everything. It's a glum time to be a Reading fan. But to perk us all up, we've got, of course, James Earnshaw from the Reading Chronicle to preview the uh, the home part of the game against Millwall coming up anyway. How are you doing, James? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Currently battling the, uh, you know, the much maligned man flu. But I'm going to get there, get through it. And hopefully be at the Mad Stad on Saturday. Fingers crossed. Well, hopefully this will perk everybody up. Hopefully it'll perk you up, this preview. And uh, yeah, we can go go into the weekend with a spring in the step. Because um, we we've got the infamous, the famous, we've got Millwall coming to town. Um, the Nobody Likes Us crew is obviously coming over and coming to town. Um, obviously, we, we came off... Sheffield, we'll, we'll jump back and just have a little look back at the Sheffield United game because it was there was a lot of criticism coming out of it from Reading fans following. Some were obviously very disappointed, getting to the point of almost is it ap- ap- apathetic, really mm. at this point. Um, the performance, though, it wasn't. It was better, but I mean, it's not hard to get better on what we'd been served up on the last few away trips, was it? Yeah, I think it was an improved performance. Um, as you say, I don't think it was an amazing performance. and I don't think we deserved to have, have won or anything. But um, I think had we seen out a nil-nil draw, I don't think Sheffield United could have complained really. I don't think they threatened us too much in terms of chances where I sat there and thought, crikey, they should have scored. Um, but it's just one of those championship games that, you know, they had a little bit more quality than we did at the end of the day. 
it was the typical kind of you're in second in the championship or second, whatever league that you're in, they're kind of the games that you end up winning, right? You know, you find a way to win. Um, and it's just one thing that Reading are struggling with at the moment. They just can't find a way to win. Home, the home turf, the Medeski, the SCL has obviously been, you know, the place where we've got all of our points really this season. Um, and, you know, it's, you can say that you're playing second place and all of this, but kind of when you've got these close games, you just got to grind out, you know, a point, if anything else, don't you? You know, you've got to find that way to to get a result. Yeah, it's another frustrating one as well when you look into the build-up and, and Nesta's uh, sort of lack pass or clearance, I don't even know what it was, but went straight mm-hmm. to their to their player. I mean, I know it went through a lot of phases sort of before that, but, you know, this team is still littered with mistakes and until they iron them out, you know, they're always going to be susceptible to, to conceding and losing because you just never know when you might give a goal away. Yeah. It's it's a thing with Guinness Walker, isn't it? When he when when he's comes well, when he's come in, you kind of know what you're gonna get. You know you're gonna get good good things going forward. He put in a brilliant cross in the first half, which just needed to tap in at the back mm. post, how someone wasn't there gambling. I think there was three players in the box when he fizzed it across from from, from the left hand side and nobody got that touch. You think if that goes in, in the first half, everyone's up, everyone's happy, but but yeah, it's just it's just not falling for Reading at the moment. It really isn't, which, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to change when it when Mill will come to town. But there's a couple of obviously Liam Moore is now seemingly back in contention. Um, had the rapidest of recoveries from an end of season injury, which it seemed to be, and is now maybe went to a witch doctor. I don't know. Um, but he's back in the fray now. Um I don't know about you, but when he came on, we're not going to talk about all the booing and all of that, but I thought, and I'm not one to talk, but he seemed a lot smaller. <laughs> like, 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 like when he came, I don't know if it's just, I've, we've not seen him play for so long. You're, you're just bigger now, Matt. It's possibly, I don't know. It'd be <laughs> flattering to think so. Um, maybe in the belly department, but, um, <laughs> um, but, but no, no, it, it was, it was, it, it was odd seeing him back. It was, it was, it was odd, but you know, if he's back in the squad now, um, it gives us another defensive option, you know, which really we need because I, I should have looked up this before. I can't even remember the last time we got a clean sheet. Mm. It so must have been. And that spread across two goalkeepers. Yeah. I'm thinking it must be before the international break. I say the international break, the World Cup break. Mm. I think I can't think of ones. Uh, oh no, no, one nil Coventry. Coventry one nil. Hopefully, we'll, we 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 might be able to change that this this weekend. But um, but but yeah, Mill will obviously come to town. They are they're sitting seventh in the table, I think, as things stand. Um, they're right on the edge of the playoffs. We've got a preview coming up, obviously, following this with um with that Millwall podcast that will dive into them a bit deeper. Um, but a Gary Rowett team coming to Medeski, it's never going to be an easy one to get points off of. You know how they're going to play, grind out a result, good defensively. Got one of the better defensive records in the league this season as well, Millwall. Yeah, no, it's not going to be an easy game, is it? It's going to be um, not going to be a good game on the eye to watch either. Uh, one you've got to grind out. Um, but it's almost sort of putting the same style against each other, both very direct, both... You know, not necessarily littered with goals, but you know, usually quite good when taking the ones that they get. Um, so it's not going to be a game for the purists, but um, 
you know, who knows? It's football. We're at home and anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's that's what every fan goes to watch football for, right? Isn't it? It's it's the anything can happen, the hope that kills you. Sadly, the hope has killed Reading fans, I think, for the past God knows how many seasons. But um, but but yeah, um, going into it, one thing I think that the game the other night did did mean was that we're now joint equal worst defensive record in the league for the second season running at the moment, I think. Or Peterborough might have been just worse than us last year, but that wasn't that took some doing. Um, what can Reading do to to tidy it up at the back? Because it's just like I, I like to look back and think when the last time we had a good defence was. It's yeah, just... no, it's um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's it's basically the same players as what it was last season. You know, when you mm. look at the sort of a lot of change in the team, but not really defensively. I think Lumley had a few fingers pointed early in the season, but I think he saved the team in, in some of his performances of late and when he concedes so many shots he's, he's going to let a few in because you know personally i don't think there's enough protection in in the in front of in front of him i don't think the defense are, are particularly good to be honest i think over the last two years they've shown themselves to not be a great unit and i don't think the midfield gives them enough protection either um so yeah i mean paul Lynch was, was proud earlier on in the season of sort of the team's ability to to grind games out and to you know, there might be low-scoring games, but all you need to do is score one to win. But even that now is proving a bit of a challenge. Yeah. It's, like I say, if you can't keep a clean sheet, you're needing, it goes without saying, you know, you're, you're then needing to score. And, I mean, the, the team's struggling to score at the moment. They've scored 38 goals across the season now in 35. It's just, yeah, that the defensive column needs needs to sharpen up. Hopefully that will start on, on Saturday with Millwall. Would you take a nil-nil? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. take a point against Millwall, well, uh, just outside the playoffs, and a, and a clean sheet, and a point, and, and you move on. You know, you've got to just keep these points ticking over. I think Reading can afford a point a game now to get to fifty, even with the the pending six points. So you know, draw all your games. It might not be particularly exciting, but it gets the job done, and then you can focus on next year. Yeah. Well, on that question, then, what is your score prediction? For the weekend, do you think we can get a result against Millwall, or is it going to be a tough afternoon? I'm going to go two-one to Reading. Two-one to Reading. Yeah, I think we might uh, might be able to just nick it at home. The the Ooh. one big Cooper, obviously, as always, this token goal of the Medeski. But <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, he... I think Carroll could pop up and, and cause some problems. Yeah. Cooper did score in his last last time at the Medeski, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was down the Dolan end, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well he didn't celebrate, but it looked like a celebration before I was set. Yeah, well, I mean, whenever he's on the pitch, he's a he's going to be a threat from set please set pieces, isn't he? Six foot six and everything. It's yeah, you know, kind of a player that we want in defence at the moment, but sadly we don't have access to that. So um, we we do, yeah. It's, He's still only on one goal, though, isn't it? Actually, it was against Millwall. Mm. Maybe he'll pop up again. Nabby, just, come on. We need you at this <laughs> point. Nabby, come on. On. Yeah, he actually had a better game on um, on Tuesday as well. I, thought I think he's improved time. no end over the last few weeks. I think it's finally proving yeah. sort of getting him consistent minutes and, and starting him and, you know, he's playing his way into it. The same as Scott mm. Dan. He gets a lot of stick, but I think last couple of weeks, when he starts, I think he's always scapegoated when he does that daft sub thing where he comes on for five minutes because the pressure by that point is already taking its toll on Reading's defence. He's there always for five minutes, shore it up. Yeah. A 36-year-old is going to struggle to get into the flow of the game. And 
by that point, the writing is usually already on the wall of the other team scoring. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, I think he's been hard done by. I think last few weeks, particularly, I think he's really sort of improved in that sort of central defensive role. I think it's odd that you say it after a loss, but I think Naby Sarr and Scott Dan probably had one, both one of their better games, if mm. not probably one of their best against United at the week um, in the week, because Scott Dan was kind of unnoticeable, but Which didn't do. But it, it's it's often good that and Naby Sarr. What what one one thing I think we've all noticed? He loves a slight tackle. Mm. He loves a slight tackle, and I think when he ran was, over to the other side of the pitch and took out their player. Yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know, like there's 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 been some questionable ones that he's done before where he's kind of slid in, should win the ball, but somehow mm. hasn't won the ball. But um, but but yeah, hopefully those two can kind of start striking up a partnership at the back. You know, whether it's in a four, in a five, you know, I think it's going to be five until the end of the season, mm. right? You know, um, no matter what fans I think think, we've seen what happens when we go to a four at the back. Um, yes, you might say it was against Borough away, but you know. I think it's going to be going to be a five out from from here to the end of the season. If it gets us points, if it gets us results and gets us safety, I don't think too many people are going to complain. So, but um, we're going to hop over now anyway to the view from the opposition. Thank you very much, James, for obviously joining us um, for this me. part for for this part of the podcast. Hopefully, you feel better before the weekend, and then Reading FC can give you a nice boost on Saturday anyway <laughs> to 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 get you up and going for a, for a wonderful Saturday night. So um so yeah, thank you very much for for previewing the Reading side, and we're gonna hop over to the view from the opposition with that Millwall podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two now of the Elm Park Rules preview podcast. It's that time of the podcast again. We've flipped over to the view from the opposition um, and we've got that Millwall pod um, on previewing the game at the weekend. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, fellow. Not too bad yourself. I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, we've had a nice little chat before uh, but, but before the podcast today. And um, yeah, it, it t- talking about the differences of where kind of Millwall are and where Reading are, it's, um, yeah, we, we places that Reading can only dream of. I mean, Millwall coming into this game sitting seventh place and over the last few seasons have almost since coming back up almost from the from the league one have stabilized in the championship how's this season gone for you guys because it from the outside it looks looks like you've gone quietly under the radar yeah i think massively under the radar if i'm honest um i think a lot of people have been shocked where we are i think it's um surprised some of the bigger teams coming to us and not getting results what they thought they probably would get. And I think it's just the same old Millwall. We're just, over the last what, three years, two hours been here, it's just slowly but surely stabilised. I think this year he's sort of been thrown into a, um, into a position he didn't necessarily want um, with changing formation, but with changing it, it suddenly worked through injury and he hasn't looked back since. Um, you know, our, our two top strikers score 13 goals each season. Um, and, you know, if you put the ball at their feet, they will pull it away. So, you know, for us, it's um, a great time to be a Millwall fan. And if we can carry on with the run for the rest of the season, we've got a fairly easy run in to a degree, um, then there's every every potential that we could get in the playoffs or 
or even, you know, knock Sheffield United off and, and get second place. But, you know, that's probably dreaming too much. But if we can get in the playoffs, then, uh, yeah, hey, ho. Football fans can dream. That is the one oh, thing yeah, football always. fans can do. Always. <laughs> um, you mentioned, obviously, two players who, whenever the ball comes at their feet, um, it ends in the back of the net. Of course, talking about, I'm guessing, Bradshaw and Fleming for you guys yeah. that have been relations yeah. this season. 13 goals, both of them are on, 26 goals combined. Not a bad combination to be having in the Championship, that. No, not bad at all. Um, and, you know, I think Fleming has, is another one that's sort of gone under the radar to a degree. He is, you know, when you see him in the flesh, he is a phenomenal player and we only paid 1.7 million for him. So, um, yeah, bargain by championship terms now. Yeah, and I think personally that his his ex club and probably his agent and whatnot, he's come he's come to the championship to be put in the shop window because um, there's no doubt he's going to be a Premier League you know player in years to come. It's just how long can we keep hold of him and how long will he make us when he does eventually leave us? Um, so yeah, I think you know we paid 1.7 million. I think realistically he's worth 15 plus now. Not bad to have a player like that on your book, certainly. So, and yeah, Tom you could Bradshaw, do with like that in a moment, couldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> could certainly do with someone like that and uh, the cash that it'll bring, seemingly. Um, the other of that pairing, obviously, because Z- um, Zian Fleming, sorry, he plays in almost a number 10, doesn't he? Almost behind, yeah. behind your striker and that main striker being Tom Bradshaw. Player that Reading fans know, seemingly, because we've been... Whenever he was at Barnsley, it was Barnsley you guys got him from, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Whenever he was there, we were seemingly linked with him every single season. Um, but since coming to you guys, he seemingly found found a good footing, and this year kicked on massively. Yeah, this year is yeah, this year is he's kicked on massively. I think it's because the formation has changed. We're not playing football, and he's not the tallest of strikers. So, you know, while you're doing that, he's never going to really stand a chance. But when you're playing balls on the floor, and you've got people who can put balls around then he stands every chance. I mean, you know, he's had two hat-tricks this season uh, on Sky games. So, yeah, and first, the first hat-trick he got was um, under 30 minutes as well. So, um, yeah, he's, he's hungry. He's hungry for success and he's hungry to um, to prove himself. So, it's just whether or not, you know, what, can he can he get a few more goals this season and get maybe to a, a 20 total. So, uh, yeah. That's always the target, isn't it, for for, for championship strikers? I mean, I, when when was the last time you guys had a twenty goal a season striker? Christ, I think it's either going to be Lee Gregory or Steve Morrison. Um, a good few years back now, but I think mm. it's probably I think Steve Morrison. I think got twenty one, or it might have been Gregory who got twenty one in a season um, in all games. So yeah, you know, it'll be good to break records. Mm. Well. We just played Borough and they hadn't had a 20 goal a season striker for, I think it was about 25 years or something. And they finally broke that against us. Chibarakpom got his uh, 20th and 21st against us, I think it was. So, uh, so yeah, you never know. He might bag seven goals and finally get there at the weekend. I'll tell you, mate, <laughs> uh, if, if it happens on Sunday, I'll be texting you going, oh, yeah, you're, you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure every every Reading fan's probably hoping that isn't happening, but you never know. You never know. Um, last out for you guys as well, Norwich at home, three two loss. It was your, I think, I think it's your only loss in your last five six games as well. Um, Norwich, one of those weird teams, unpredictable. Kind of what 
what what happened in that game? What what went what went wrong? I think you've got to look at the the class really they've got. Um, you're talking that they're what probably got players worth about eighty eight million pounds. So you know they are a good team. They've got the they got the Premiership um, payments still, and I think you know if you give them an inch, they will just you know eat you up. I think that's the problem. We didn't really close it off quick enough. We should have. When we scored the one, we should have scored a couple more there and then. And by the time we were coming back, it was just a little bit too late. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Kind of talking of uh, players coming back as well, just flipping on the injury front. One player that was linked with Reading seemingly for the summer until Millwall came in, Jamie Shackleton, potentially back in back in the running for you guys for this weekend. Yeah, allegedly, um, great little player. Um, and I think we've got a buy on in the clause, so uh, hopefully, yeah, someone we definitely need to to look at is uh, since he's been with us, he's he's starting to get better and better. Um, same as the other low knee from Leeds, um, Cresswell. They're both two good players. What well, you know are seemingly coming on um, really, really well at the right time of the season for us as well. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. No, it's. It's nice when you can have those players coming into coming into form towards the end of the season. It's when when you want them, obviously. And um, yeah, I remember there was quite quite a lot of excitement around um, Shackleton when we were linked with him. A lot of fans were wanting him, and uh, yeah, seemingly had a good season so far with uh, with you guys. Um, so certainly one to watch. Final player, really, to to pick out. It'd be wrong of me to pick out a player who wasn't an ex Reading player, um, Jake Cooper. He he was a player came through Reading Academy. I actually went to the same school as Jake Cooper. Um, he was two he was two years above me. I watched him in the um, it was the National Cup final when he was a year nine student. I was year seven. Went up went up to Old Trafford, uh, lost that game two one. Um, but he was captain of our school team then. Um, played now I think over two hundred seventy games for for Millwall since leaving Reading. Just has never has never looked back. But coming into the last year of his contract. Yeah, um, that's the worrying side of it is, but, you know, I can see if Cooper decides to sign for us for another couple of years, I think that will put him into Millwall um, legendary status if he chooses to stay with us. What's he been there now, five, six years? Uh, uh, it was seventeen, eighteen. I think he left because it was Stam's second season, I think, yeah. Yeah, so five years or so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's, again, he's... He's had a few ups and downs, but he is highly, um, highly reliable. Um, sometimes he loses his head, but you know he's he's, a, he's made a lot of Millwall fans a lot of money because he's always worth having a punt on. Because if you can get a score any time, it's normally nine to one, nine to one or above. Um, the other week he done Millwall to was it him to score any time? I think it was about fourteen to one. So um, yeah, you can you can win a few quid with with Jake, but it's whether or not you listen to the rumours what are out there and, you know, that he potentially could be off or, or the fact that hopefully he stays with us and um, and just sees out his career with us because, uh, yeah, he's, I think that would definitely put him in Millwall um, legendary status because he's a, he's a fantastic player. Is he still captain for you guys or has that floated about a bit? Because I, I seem to remember a he, season or two ago he was captain. He is when Hutch, yeah, he is. He is when, mm. when unless Hutch is back, um, then he gets captain. And I think, yeah, I think it's, it, it's, it, it was him when Hutch was off. Um, 
So, yeah, it's either him or Hutch normally. But, yeah, now he's been captain, he's good. He's getting better with it as well. So he's starting to be a bit more vocal, a bit more commanding and starting to be mm. a good leader on the pitch. So, yeah, it's all good. He's probably the defender that Reading FC doesn't have right now, to be honest. Um, and, and it'll probably cause you a lot of problems um, come Saturday as well. Yeah, well, I think I think last time last time you boys came, I think he scored because um, he did he did the celebration up the Eamon Dolan and who was the academy manager when he was uh, he came through the academy. Um, so yeah, you uh, like like say he's always one to put a bet on for a corner. I remember one game, I think it was, his, it was I think when he first got a brace, it was against Norwich and two headers from a corner. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's at six foot six you're always going to be a threat from a corner right but um yeah. 100%. he's always worth a, you know he's always worth a five ten quid bet just to just in case he comes in yeah. you know I mean, on the times he does score he'll make you a few quid put put a few of them across the season you'll uh, be in a happy place probably so um, oh yeah so, definitely yeah. 100% 100% Looking, looking at players to to kind of look out for from from your opinion um if you've got to pick one player for Reading fans to to, to watch, who do you think is probably the the player, player to watch? <clears throat> Fleming. Watch watch Fleming and think how lucky that that player only cost you one point seven million. I'm telling you, you, you know, you watch him, you watch him on the highlights and all that, and you think, yeah, he's not a bad player. But when you watch him in real life and see the movement and everything else, what he's got around the ball, things he does, football minded for a young kid, he's he is. He, he's double that age. Do you know what I mean? Realistically, his mind is double that age. He's, he can he can sense the play. He can see where people are without really looking. He can put a, a pass on a sixpence. He's unbelievable. Who did you guys get him from again? It was it was the Dutch league, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was. Don't ask me to pronounce it. No. So, yeah. <laughs> One of those. I, I wasn't trying <laughs> to lead you down the path there. Yeah, yeah some F- some F- Dutch F- team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in the. Uh, an easy, an easy, is it S, S, or something? Era Divisier. Era Divisier. But no, he's, he's, he's good. He's, he's one, if you watch him, you'll, you'll see that what we say is, and you know, he's definitely going to be premiership bound at some point. Um, it's just hopefully we can keep hold of him for as long as we can. Unless, you know, we can get to the Prem, then he'll stay with us. But he's definitely going to be one where, you know, the kids of the next sort of generation or the generation after are going to be having posters of him on their wall. He's, is that good potentially going to be? Yeah, definitely. Mm. No, it's always like I say, it's good good having players like that in your club, and when when you're flying high up in the table, it's uh, it's it's even better. So, um, I mean, coming coming into the game at the weekend, um, you guys sit. I think it's ninth in the away table. Um, Reading, we've got results at home somehow this season. And we we were about fifth, sixth in the home table coming into this game. Um, I mean, how how are you guys fancying your chances? It's probably one of those games which Reading fans will hate Millwall fans when they say this, but probably a game you guys want to win or should be winning. Yeah, I think it's definitely a game we need to win, really, um, especially with the result against Norwich for us to keep our, keep the playoffs alive. Um, but again, it's one of those what will slip up, you know, with um, an ex-Mill legend in your um, in your camp um, with Alex Alex Ray. I think it's it's one of those where you sort of, you know, you wanna you wanna beat them um, just to rub their nose in it a bit. But at the same level, you sort of it's one of those what could quite happily be a banana skin for us. I remember if we're that going Ray. too confident. Yeah, yeah, no, like like. I- 
it's interesting that one. I um I remembered Alex Ray for um Wolverhampton. I didn't remember him at Millwall. Was he with you guys? How long was he with you guys for? Oh, a couple of years. Yeah. Um yeah, we've done a few interviews with him. He's he's funny as hell. But yeah, it was um he's a he's a top bloke, but yeah, you know, he's he was part of a uh a good team with us when we were in the top layer. We were in the top league in the um division one and he was there. Um you know, when we were playing the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea and all that lot, he was in that big FA Cup run where we got two replays with Arsenal and Chelsea and then eventually we lost to Liverpool. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a great player. Plenty of stories. If you can get to interview him, he's, um, he's a good bloke. He's certainly one on the sideline that, uh, I mean, he's, he's not shy to show his emotion or seemingly shout his opinion at uh, whatever referee is near him, whether that's the fourth official linesman, uh, referee or opposing manager. <laughs> so, yeah, you wouldn't want to go, you wouldn't want to go against him. He's, um, he's a scary bloke. It, it certainly seems that way. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm going to push you for a, for a uh, score prediction. Um, what, 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 what are you predicting for, for this weekend? I'm gonna go three one Millwall. Three one, like that. That that's kind of that sort of positivity you just love. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, probably, I should have gone seven seven nil with Bradshaw to score seven, shouldn't I? Bradshaw yeah. seven goals. Yeah. <laughs> you may. I, I should maybe put some money on that. I'd I'd probably get some cracking odds on that. Actually, they might not even give me odds on that to be honest. But um, but yeah. Um, It'll be yeah, so funny if it does. If we do yeah. score seven. I'm not going to hear the end of it if if it does happen. Um, but, um I have to. I, I yeah. I I I don't like predicting losses, but the last game that I previewed was Borough. I predicted a two or three nil loss on that. Um, we lost five nil. Um, I don't. I I can't go. No, I can't go for another loss. I was thinking about going for another loss there, but no. I to be honest, a draw at home. It sounds really depressing that, but one. Give me give me a one one draw. Or a nil-nil. Give us a clean sheet. We to, be clean fair, to be fair, it's probably going to be a draw because it's one of those games that's got a draw written all over it. Um, it's quite a boring team, to be fair. But, you know, hopefully we've had a week rest and we turn up hungry, we take it to the score early and then carry on. Um, and I think that's it. There's everything going off the pitch at the moment with, with your guys. Uh, hopefully it's got to the players a bit. If we can score first, they drop their heads, and then we can score another two. We'll let you have a, we'll let you have an own goal. You're not going to score one. We'll have an own goal, and then <laughs> uh, and that'll be it. Yeah, we'll win three one. Bradshaw Slice. to score all four. Bradshaw to score score all of them, um, and Cooper to slice a an own goal into his own net. How about that? Get get the get the money on that, guys, for the weekend. So um, so yeah. Um, that pretty much is going to wrap it up for this week. Um, I mean, thanks so much for, for coming on. Do you want to just give a quick plug for your podcast? Uh, yeah, we have that little plug. Um, the one what I will say to you is after the Reading game uh, on a Sunday night, we release a post-match, pre, um, post-match um, comments with one of our guys who does about 20, 30 minutes analytic um, look at the game. And uh, if you've not seen it, check it out. There's some on there now, but you'll see that he's... Um, very, very unbiased, and he does give a, a very good account of the game. So if you're interested in just having a watch that, that's on our YouTube channel. Our name's on the screen. That's what we've got across all socials. Uh, we've got a podcast you can find, or, uh, or we've got a YouTube channel, we've got TikTok, everything else. So, yeah, find us, follow us, uh, and subscribe. That would be great. It helps us out. 
immensely. So yeah, thanks very much. Top man. Now everyone, go go check that out. Get your get your analytics kind of uh, statistics fix for the weekend. And um, yeah, we will be back, obviously, with a with a post match podcast. Obviously, looking back at the game. Hopefully, we're we're looking back on three points, but who knows with Reading FC at the moment? So, um, so yeah, if if you've enjoyed the podcast, obviously, like like it, follow it, give us a five star review on your platform of choice. Um, they always are very much appreciated. And um, yeah, we will catch you on Sunday for the post match.